0: Well, today, we're starting a brand new series, and I am elated to preach this series. I've been studying like crazy to help your life and your relationships out. Today, we're starting a series called Dysfunctional. And I'm going to talk to you about seven relationship side effects. You know, I am sensitive to medicine. Uh, I just always have. I don't really love taking medicine just because i'm just super sensitive my body just really reacts to uh, medicine and uh now that my wife and i have crossed the age of 45 and they they've changed the colonoscopy uh for insurance that now you can get one at the age of 45 so we just thought we might as well go ahead and get our behinds checked out and so (laughs) And so we got colonoscopies scheduled. And at the end of last year, I went to the doctor to get my colonoscopy. And every pastor's worst nightmare is that you will walk into the doctor's office to get your colonoscopy. And the nurse or the doctor or the anesthesiologist says, well, hi, Pastor Cooper. That was a great message yesterday. That didn't happen, so thank God. that I didn't know them. They didn't know me. I didn't tell them I was a pastor just in case they was wondering. I, I don't know you. You don't know me. Just handle things back there. That's all you got to do. And they gave me the, the medicine, the anesthesiologist, and and I got the procedure, came back out, and, and my wife always tells me, this happened with my, when I had a vasectomy 14 years ago, she goes, man, you get that medicine, you just get all happy. She says, I love you, y'all do a great job, y'all are awesome, you, do, you don't know how you're changing lives. She goes, ooh, Herbert, you are just happy on that medicine. Get a little high, I think. You know, medication can have some weird side effects. I mean, you know that. You know, you take medicine and, you know, maybe the side effect is you get nauseous or there's bleeding. Take this medicine. It'll help your kidney, but you will have burning sensations. Take this medicine. It'll help your heart, but you're going to have numbness all down your body. Take this medication, but you're going to have hallucinations, but it will help you. And there are some side effects that you read about and think, no, thank you. I'll just have my problem, don't want no medicine. But then there are other problems where taking the medication and you're like, you know what? I will just deal with the side effects of the medication because the side effects are better and the benefits of the medication far outweigh the problem that I'm dealing with in my body. And I've learned this about life. Human relationships have side effects. Living life in close proximity to other people brings about some side effects. Sometimes you might want to get rid of all the people in your life because you're thinking, I'm tired of all these side effects. But you can't get rid of or avoid all human relationships. And even if you could, Get rid of all the people in your life and avoid all human relationship. That is not the answer to a healthy and a blessed life. We need people. We need each other. I need you and you need me. Just look at your neighbor right now and say, you call side effects, but I need you. Go ahead and tell them. Yeah, Yeah. you call side effects. Yes, you do. But I need you. And when it comes to relationships, a lot of people are discouraged, they're disillusioned, they're defeated, and some people are even devastated Because they are unaware of the side effects that come with human relationships. So here's what I want to do today. Uh, What I want to do today is to make you aware of some of the side effects that happen in human relationships. I want to make you aware of some of the side effects uh, that make human relationships so hard. Now, here's the frame of mind I need you in. As I teach you about these side effects, I want you to know that many of our relationships are harder than they need to be because we've never been taught how to handle and deal with the side effects of relationships. So many people are ill-equipped. They're not equipped to handle side effects of relationships. And we have relationships that are having all these side effects and we respond in a wrong way and things get worse. You're having side effects and you respond in the wrong way and they get more complicated. Some of your relationships are not working because of you. Yes, there are side effects, but your responses are making things worse. And so throughout this series, we're going to learn why relationships are not working. And then we're also going to learn how do I make my relationships work better. This is not a marriage series. It's a series that we're going to address different kind of relationships, different kinds of complications and side effects. And we're all going to learn how to get better in our relationships. Because here's the the reality. The quality of your life will be be determined by the quality of your relationships. So we might as well get better at our relationship. Here's my guarantee. If you will make it a priority to be here every Sunday, and I know that's a challenge and it's adjusting your schedule, but if you will make it a priority, here's my guarantee. Your relationships are going to get a little bit better. Some of you, your relationships will get a whole lot better. If for some reason you have to miss a Sunday, please get on YouTube and watch the message and invest in your relationships. Let's dive into it today. Let's dive into it. So many people are not aware of the side effects of their disillusioned. They're 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 dismayed. They're confused about that. They didn't even realize I didn't know that relationships brought about these side effects. Let's learn about the side effects today. Seven relationship side effects. This is why relationships are hard. This is why they're challenging. Number one is this: we we blame each other. We blame each other, but blame is something that started from the very beginning. It took just two people being on Earth (laughs) with the simplest directions. God said to Adam and Eve, "This huge garden is yours. There's food." There's scenery, there's your spouse, and they're always naked. I just saw that man wake up right there. I think I like this church. (laughs) Keep preaching. And he said, Here's the one thing I don't want you to do don't eat from the tree in the middle of the garden. The only rule they had. But guess what? They ate from the tree. And then their first response was to play the blame game. Let me show this to you in Genesis chapter 3 in verse 12 and 13. It says, the man said, the woman you put here with me. I didn't ask for her. I'm just reading your Bibles all I'm doing. He said, the woman you put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, that snake over there (laughs) deceived me and I ate. And the blame game is one of the reasons why relationships are so hard. Instead of helping each other, we have the tendency to blame one another. We blame, blame your siblings for your room being dirty. Blame your coaches for not getting enough playing time. Blame the teachers for not having good grades. Blame your coworkers for your poor work performance. Come on, we we love to blame each other. Blame other people's kids for why your kids are acting bad. (laughs) Blame your boss for your bad attitude blame your spouse while your marriage isn't working. Come on, we blame those people for our own inappropriate behavior. We blame friends for our own addictions and hang-ups. And since the very beginning of, of humanity, relationships have been hard because we play the blame game. I, I, I love this little picture right here. Here's how humanity works. His fault, her fault, their fault, not me. We play the blame game. And let me give you a second side effect, and that is we deal with out-of-control anger. We haven't even gotten out of the first four chapters of the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. And we have more relationship side effects. And it's with the very first family, first Adam and Eve, they have drama, and now their sons Cain and Abel are having relationship problems. The Bible describes it in Genesis chapter 4, verse 5. It says, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was angry, and his face was downcast. And then verse 8 says, now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel. And killed him Cain's anger was out of control and he killed his own brother out of control anger causes so many problems in our relationships and a lot of people just don't know how to deal with anger in a healthy way they they stuff their anger and they let it build and they let it build and they let it build until eventually they explode. They don't know how to handle their anger. Some people, they react immediately. Something happens, they react immediately, and it's just this explosive anger immediately. They have this short fuse, and they just start yelling and cussing and throwing things, and then there are others. They don't know how to handle anger in the proper way, and so some, they just give people the cold shoulder. They just give people the silent treatment. So Some people even physically fight one another when they're angry. Anger is the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. One person said, when you are angry, you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. There's so much pain. There's so much drama in relationships because of the side effect of out of control, anger. Side effects. Side effects. So many people, they're not aware of it, so they're frustrated in the relationships. They're not aware of the side effects. Side effect number three, we deceive and lie to one another. The deception is another side effect of relationships, and it's all throughout your Bible. Let me give you a few examples in Genesis chapter 25, verse 19 through 34, and also Genesis chapter 27. Jacob deceived Esau out of his birthright and the firstborn blessing he also deceived his blind dad and made him believe that he was his older brother and then you get to genesis chapter 29 and jacob was in love with rachel and on his wedding day his father-in-law deceived him into marrying rachel's sister leah now i've been married for 25 years and if my father-in-law would have gave me tiffany's sister Brother would have known something, but that's a whole nother sermon. That's a, I don't have time to dive in that today. In Judges chapter 6, Delilah deceived Samson into telling her the secret of his strength. Deception and lying is one of the first things we do as humans. Nobody has to teach us. It's just what we do. Some of you are like, oh, really? That's just what we do? Oh, All you got to do is have kids and you know it. You don't got to teach them. He's like, them little booger bears, when they small. Do, 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 do you touch that? Do you get that cookie? No. Oh no. And you saw him do it, you know? You're like. Did you get that cookie? No! Alright, sneak out of bed. You, you, you know they're not in their bed, huh? Hiding somewhere in the house, playing. Were you, you supposed to be in bed? No, you told me I could be up. I didn't tell you that. Uh, yes. Right, And it's, it's, it can be frustrating and funny when it's a two-year-old kid. But when it's your spouse, when it's your grown children, when it's your boss and coworkers, when it's your friend, it's not funny to be deceived and lied to when the people you love and that you are close to are destroying your trust it can destroy something in you side effects of relationships let me give you a fourth and that is we hold people's past against them and jesus knows a struggle of humanity is that we love to hold one another's past over each other's head we we love to bring up the past we we we, we love to hold the past against one another humanity struggles with forgiveness we're not quick to forgive We're we're not quick to leave the past in the past and move on. No, no, we like to bring it back up. And Jesus illustrates this for us in Luke chapter 15 in the story of the prodigal son. The, the, the Bible talks about this prodigal son in Luke 15. He, he, he leaves home with his father's inheritance and, and he spends all of the inheritance in wild living and he gets in a bad place. He He's lost everything and there's a famine in the land and he needs some food, he needs a place to work and so he starts to work in a pig pen taking care of the pig and he's so hungry that he wants to eat the pig food. He's at rock bottom. And the Bible says he came to his senses. And he repented and he decided to go back home to his father. And when he saw his father, his father not only forgave him, but he gave him a big party. Everyone was there at the party. Everyone was excited that the young man had changed his ways, that he had come back home, except for... His older brother and the scripture talks about him in Luke chapter 15 verse 28 it says the older brother became angry and refused to go in so his father went out and pleaded with him but he answered his father look all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends but when this son of yours who squandered your property with prostitutes come home You kill the fattened calf for him. And the younger brother, he's come back home from his biggest mistake of his life. And all his older brother could do is throw his pig pen past in his face. You see, sometimes in relationships, it doesn't matter how much you've changed. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. It doesn't matter how many times you apologized. It doesn't matter how much you prove to the other person that you've changed. Some people just keep bringing up your past and using it against you. They remind you of your pig pen addictions that they remind you of your pig pen lying. That they remind you of your pig pen stealing. That they remind you of your pig pen bankruptcy. They remind you of your pig pen affair. They remind you of your pig pen parenting mistakes They're just bringing up the past Just bringing up the past They remind you of your pig pen lying And your pig pen stealing And your pig pen failed marriages And your pig pen past They just keep bringing up the past and bringing up the past And one of the side effects That hurts our relationships is how we hold the past against each other let me give you a fifth side effect just look at your neighbor and say are you depressed yet come on Uh, (laughs) yeah relationship side effects number five number five we are jealous of one another And in Genesis chapter 37, Joseph's brothers show us what jealousy does to our relationships. His brothers were jealous of Joseph because he had this huge dream, this dream that he was going to be a leader. He was going to be in authority, even authority over his own brothers. And so his brothers, they heard the dream and they decided, let's kill Joseph. At the last minute, they decided, let's don't kill him. Let's sell him into slavery. You see, jealous people don't necessarily want what you have. They just don't want you to have it. Joseph's brothers didn't like the fact that Joseph's dream talked about him being successful. And they did not want Joseph to see his dream happen. They didn't try to steal his dream. They just wanted to stop him from seeing his dream from coming to pass. That's what jealous people will do. Jealous people make you feel bad about your success. They interrupt you when you talk so they can talk about themselves. Jealous people, they don't celebrate you. They make everything a competition. Jealous people, they can't handle you being blessed. They can't handle you enjoying life and having fun without them. Jealous people will try to undermine your success. They hate when you get compliments. They're passive aggressive. They belittle you. They try to make you look bad so they can make themselves look good. Does anybody have any jealous people in your life? Come on, just just raise your hand if they sit next to you. I'm just, no, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) The side effects of jealousy is hard on relationships. The sixth side effect is we betray and hate one another. Jesus himself experienced a painful betrayal by one of the 12 disciples. If you're not familiar with the Bible, his name is Judas. And Judas knew Jesus. He was friends with Jesus. Judas saw miracles performed. Judas experienced God performing miracles through his own life. He ate with Jesus. He was taught by Jesus for three and a half years. And then he betrayed our Lord Jesus and Savior. And if Jesus was betrayed by someone, if someone close to Jesus betrayed him, guess what? You and I are going to be betrayed. Just live long enough. As a matter of fact, the Bible prepares us for this side effect. The Bible talks about what will happen in the last days in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and and verse 3, and let's look at how the Bible describes the last days. We're living in the last days. It says, they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. In the last days, betrayal will run rampant. And the hardest thing about betrayal is that it never comes from your enemies because you can't be betrayed unless you have trust and relationship. That's what's so painful about betrayal. Martin Luther said, each betrayal begins with trust. And it deeply hurts when the people that you love and the people that you trust betray you. It makes relationships hard. It makes relationships messy. It's a side effect of relationships. Let's look at number seven, the seventh side effect. And that is we are not faithful to one another. We're not faithful to one another. It's a massive relationship side effect. Humanity is not faithful to one another like David and Bathsheba. People are not faithful in marriage. There's infidelity. There's divorce. There's abandonment. There's so much pain Because of unfaithfulness in marriage. People are not faithful to their families. Many parents, many children's hearts are turned away from each other. And there's a lot of dysfunction in parents' and children's relationships. Malachi talks about this in chapter 4, verse 6. He says he will turn the hearts of the parents To their children, why? Because their hearts are not with one another. And the hearts of the children to their parents, why? Their hearts are not with one another. Or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Matthew chapter 10, verse 21. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. And all you have to do is turn on the evening news. And you see this happening. In our world today, families being torn apart, unfaithfulness. People are not faithful in friendship. Proverbs 18, verse 24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. And if I asked for a show of hands, there'd be hands up all around locations online today of people that are hurting, that are in pain, that are dealing with, with all kind of drama in your life because of a friend that was unfaithful. And you're hurting today because friends have not been faithful to you. And people are not faithful to build God's kingdom together. This even seeps into the church, a lack of faithfulness. And Paul, he talks about this. He's an example for us in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 9. It says, do your best to come to me quickly for Demas because he loved this world has deserted me oh God it's my prayer today don't let us love the world that we desert you and desert each other he loved the world so much we're here out doing the gospel preaching the gospel changing lives and he deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica Crescent Crescent has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia and here we see somebody so in love with the world that they deserted the Apostle Paul you see even Christians are not always faithful to one another we can desert one another we can leave each other high and dry we see this in churches throughout the body of Christ we're in relationships over petty stuff I mean people get mad over petty stuff don't like each other over petty stuff We don't work out our differences. We give the devil a foothold and allow the devil to divide us. We allow the enemy to destroy our relationships. It's a plan of the devil. And right now, here's the question I wanna leave you with today. Here's the question, here's the question. What do you do with all these side effects? What do you do with the side effects of blame and anger? What do you do with the side effect of deception and lying? What do you do with the side effect of people holding your past against you and throwing it in your face? What do you do with the side effect of jealousy and betrayal and unfaithfulness? How do we make relationships work with all of these side effects? How do we make our relationships better when we keep bumping in to side effect after side effect after side effect? Pastor, what do we do? Don't miss next Sunday. Because that's what I'm going to talk about. That's exactly what I'm going to talk about next Sunday. We all deal with side effects. And no matter the side effects you deal with, you're not alone. We all deal with them. But you can get better. There are biblical tools that you can apply. And your relationships can get a little bit better or a whole lot better. Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you for speaking to us. Lord, you brought awareness to us that there are side effects in relationships. It's all throughout the Bible. There's dysfunction. There's side effects. There's dysfunction. There's side effects. It's a part of living in a fallen world. And I thank you throughout this series. Not only are you opening our eyes to side effects, but you're going to help us, Lord. You're going to help us. Get better at relationships because the quality of our life will be determined by the quality of our relationships. Have your way in these moments, I pray in Jesus' name. As eyes are closed and heads are still bowed, and I'm talking to some people that you're not living for God, you're not serving God, and you don't know the Lord, or there was a time that you used to live for God and serve God, but you're not anymore. And here's what's heavy on my heart is I meet a lot of people that are not living for God because of church hurt. And you've been hurt by preachers, you've been hurt by church people, you've been disappointed, you've been disillusioned, you've been you've been devastated. You're just like, man, if, if, if God is anything like this church and anything like these people, I just don't want anything to do with them. And I just want you to know that God is not like church people or some church people. I want you to know that no matter who's hurt you, who's done you wrong, that God's a God of love and God of grace and a God of mercy and a God of kindness. Even when I talk about God as a heavenly father, that bothers some of you because you have the image of your, head, your earthly father and it wasn't real good. But I want you to know that God's a good, good God. He's a good, good father. And he loves you and he cares for you He knows where you are. He wants to heal your hurts. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants you to spend eternity in heaven with him. And if that's you today, you need your sins forgiven. You know things are not right with God. You know you're not living for God. You know you're not serving God. You've got hurt in your heart. You're disappointed because of people. You're disappointed because of relationships. Today is the day. Give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. As I count to three, if you want God to forgive you of your sins, if today you need to rededicate your life back to the Lord, I want you to shoot your hand up high. There's grace. There's mercy there's forgiveness for you no matter what you've done no matter how far you strayed straight away no matter how, how bad you've been hurt God loves you he wants to forgive you he has a purpose and plan for your life today as I count to three just shoot your hand up high all around the building one two three just lift it now just lift it now that's it that's it That's it. So awesome. Others, that's it. Just lift it high. That's it. Others today. See your hand there. Others, see your hand. Come on. See your hand there. Come on. Online, just lift it. Just lift Just kick the raise your hand button. The raise your hand button. All right. Yes. Right there online. Come on. Midwest City, just lift it high. Northwest, just lift it high. Just lift it high. The ladies at Mabel Bassett, lift it high. Indianapolis, come on. People are receiving the grace of God. Just lift it high. There's others of you I just know today that need to say yes. And you're sitting there and you're hesitant and you're hurting and your heart's been broken and you're addicted today and God loves you and there's grace for you today. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another day. Is there somebody else? You'll lift your hand now. I just see your hand going up there. Is there somebody else right now? You want to grab? I see your hand there. Is there somebody else today? But as we pray this prayer, is there somebody else today? There somebody else? I see your hand there. Somebody else today. Somebody else today. Come on, would you pray this prayer with me? Confess it with your mouth. believe it in your heart God's gonna wash away your sins pray with me now Heavenly Father thank you for Jesus and thank you for grace and mercy and I, I turn away from my sin and from hurt and pain and disappointment and I turn my heart and my life my emotions my mind my soul I turn it all over to you and I receive your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness thank you that you're my Lord and you're my Savior and I will serve you the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus name, I pray.